me and my wife to greet you and to say we love each one of you, each one of you, and we are so blessed to be able to serve you and through you, your families and the people in your street, the people where you work, because as we always tell you, when you're in church, you are not as an individual there, but you represent the people at your work, the people in your street. God looks up to you to influence them and bring them into the kingdom of God and that they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So we greet, I greet the friends of Daniel Kingdom Church family from my wife, Lady Pastor Letitia and myself. I also greet the wider body of Christ, everyone who is born again. You are part of our family we are one body, the body of Christ, and we thank God that through these teachings, which will be, uh, uh, I think, the, part, the fourth part on the uh, spiritual warfare, and you're going to be blessed and empowered, even uh, delivered, and also get healing, and also breaking of curses tonight, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I also greet my colleagues and friends and all friends and everyone tune in. You are welcome. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray your anointing upon this teaching tonight. I pray that your word will penetrate into the hearts of people, penetrate through darkness and bring light and deliverance and healing and your favor in all areas of your children's life. We pray also for the salvation of the lost, that people will get set free from Satan, the, pr the prison keeper, the warder that hold, keep people captive. We pray that your power will set them free. Thank you for the blood of Jesus and thank you for our dominion and authority in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bless our time and bless your word in Jesus' blessed name. Thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Love you, Heavenly Father. Amen. 
I spoke last week about deliverance from demons, and I felt that I need to, felt by compelled by the Holy Spirit to go further and not move away from that because it's very much neglected and also a dark area in many places of believers and churches. So God uh, direct me to highlight many, many more things in the area of deliverance. So if you as a believer uh, receive this, this word, maybe you don't need deliverance, then I try to equip you to, as a soldier in the army of God, to go out there and deliver other people and even other believers from demonic powers and enslavement in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So let me say to you from the outset as I start that our, our, our theme that we send out there is tonight how to get set free from secret sins and from demons and from sickness and from curses and then to, then to get filled with the Holy Spirit and stay full of the Holy Spirit because it's only after you stay full of the Holy Spirit that you have entered the real war against the principalities and powers. Because Luke chapter 4 tells you, Luke chapter 3 before chapter 4 gives you two, two other stages where it speaks of you must be born of the Spirit and secondly get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then Luke 4 verse 1 says, Christ being full of the Holy Spirit, then he drew the attention of the enemy and then the devil came to tempt him. It's only those who are full of the Holy Spirit. That means under the control of the Holy Spirit that draw the attention of the enemy. Amen. And then the Bible says that was the third stage. The fourth stage in Luke chapter 4. The Bible says after the three temptations, which is really the school of the Spirit that can happen for some months or years in the life of the Christian. Amen. And then the fourth stage is he returned from the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the fifth stage was, the Bible says, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bring sight to the blind, deliverance to the captive or set the captive or prisoners free and then also to heal the brokenhearted or downtrodden and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. There I gave you five stages of spiritual development. Next week, if I can deal successfully tonight with what is at hand, from next week I will teach you how to develop the spirit man, because it's only when your spirit man is strong that you are actually now uh, ready to be equipped with weapons of attack. Ephesians chapter 6, as I gave you two weeks ago, were weapons of defense, but the best form of defense is to attack. Praise God. So God wants to equip us to attack, take territory off from the devil 
establish the kingdom of God as we overthrow the kingdom of Satan in various, in people's lives, in families, streets and communities and in our nation. Hallelujah. So, but for that you need development of your spirit man. Many people's spirits are babies and not even young men, the second stage. And then the Bible speaks of this third, third stage of being spiritual man, men or women. Hallelujah. But tonight I want to show you, uh, or just highlight one or two things. Uh, first, before we get to how to get delivered from demons and from curses. Praise the Lord. Firstly, let me tell you, when you get to, to come to the Lord Jesus, you get salvation, but you, you need to work out, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. And you need to know, today we preach the gospel a bit lopsided up, not the way it was preached in the New Testament. We need to get back to that. And I will tell you five things that an evangelist has to do and any soul winner or church that's winning souls, that is basic five things that needs to be done. You, I'll show you now how it has been done in Acts chapter 8 by the only man who is called an evangelist in the Bible, Philip the Evangelist, who went to Samaria and he accomplished these five things. Hallelujah. The first thing that should have been done to you and to me that was not done in the past is firstly of the five is you need to repent. Amen. And that repentance requires renouncing of sin, turning away from sin, which today you get many false repentances. You get many, therefore, you get many people that's in the church that I, I don't know sometimes the way they act, behave, and live as I don't know if they really repented. I, because it's only after repentance that the Lord will give you eternal life and even sin's forgiveness. It, therefore, preaching the gospel must be to the repentance of sins. Hallelujah. But uh, the second duty of an evangelist after repentance is he must get you to be baptized in water. Praise God. You will find out the longest period between repentance and baptism in water was three days, and that was the Apostle Paul. But otherwise, even baptism in water was connected to repentance as one act. In fact, the third one you receive also on the same day. We, are, we need to get closer to how the apostles did it. The third thing after that is deliverance from demons. First, repentance. Secondly, baptism in water. Thirdly, you need to get deliverance from demons. You ask me, Pastor Edgar, where do I get those three things? I believe the actual Great Commission is Mark chapter 16, where Jesus says, you must go into all the world and preach the gospel. Those who believe and is baptized shall be saved. Do you see there? 
baptism is even promised after uh, 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 baptism in water. Salvation is promised after. And then he says, to those who believe, these signs shall follow them. Not baptism in the Holy Spirit next. He says, in my name, they shall expel or drive out or cast out demons. Do you see there? And then after the driving out of demons, you will see, he says, with new tongues, you will speak. Then he promised, and you shall lay your hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Then he promised that we will be deal with snakes, and we will deal with the poison of the snakes. Praise God. Then he says, the Lord work with them, as they went out to preach the word, as he promised them, and he confirmed the preaching of the word with the signs that followed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm back to the five duties of true evangelism. And we all need to do the work of an evangelist. Number one, repent. Number two, get baptized in water. Number three, deliverance from demons. Because we don't deal with deliverance before new tongues, therefore we get people who are speaking with new tongues, but they are not fully delivered. Amen. They are not delivered from demons. But the third thing is deliverance from demons. And then the fourth thing after deliverance is bat even healing then follows because deliverance from demons, demons are mainly the agents the devil used to cause sicknesses in people's bodies. Therefore, you will find as I'm going to read to you now in the book of Acts, I will show you that healing and deliverance and deliverance and healing went together. Hallelujah. Even Luke chapter 13, the Bible says, the woman that was bent down double, in other words, she could not lift up her head. That woman is a type of the church, the backslidden church. And the Bible says she was 18 years like that. Three times six is 18. Six plus six is 12. Add another six to the 12, you get 18. And the triple six speaks of a church that is bent down by the spirit of the Antichrist. Wow, the Antichrist spirit and many believers and many churches, the spirit of the Antichrist, it means the rejection of the Lordship of Christ. The Antichrist spirit is the rejection of Jesus as Lord. He don't mind the, another Jesus. He don't mind a nice Savior, but he refused the Lordship and the Headship of Christ Jesus. And Jesus said of that woman in Luke chapter 30. That it was a spirit of infirmity. It was demons that had her in that state. And the Bible says he called her over and he loosed her from this. Then the Pharisees got upset because it happened on the Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath day. But then the Lord revealed another thing. 
He says she is a daughter of Abram. In other words, he's part of the believing house of God. And to think Satan has bound her or kept her in bondage these 18 years. So many believers who are saved and in the church maybe need to repent properly to get rid of the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit that works against the Lordship of Christ. And then also they need to seek deliverance. And they will get healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And by the fourth point of the duties of an evangelist. Amen. Then they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Fourthly, speaking in tongues. And even as demons go out of them, they will also get delivered from curses. Because curses and demons, they work together. Then fifthly, the evangelists need to see that the new believer is set in a Bible, spirit-filled church. Then the duty of an evangelist is done. Therefore, Acts 8 Philip the evangelist didn't leave those who got baptized or got saved and came out of the water being delivered from demons. He didn't leave them like that. He saw it fit to let John and Peter come from Jerusalem to Samaria so that the believers get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was at that occasion that it was even discovered by Peter through a word of knowledge that Simon the sorcerer falsely came to salvation. So there can be many in the church that are not really saved, but falsely in the church. And but through a word of knowledge, Peter exposed Simon. The sorcerer. Although Simon came often to church after being baptized. Because the Bible says he kept on moving with Philip. And was astonished with what happened. But he was bound by Satan. Hallelujah. And then Peter through a word of knowledge. Opened up his situation. And said your heart is not right with God. You are not really saved. Do you hear what he, that is true evangelism. Now we have people in the church, maybe not truly born again, but also then we have people in the church that are born again, but deliverance was never ministered to them. Therefore, there are demons inside of them. Let me say and hasten to tell you this, which is very important. Because otherwise you go away because this kind of ministry is very much opposed by Satan. Even by ministers who are not enlightened about the activities of Satan. The devil come as an angel of light. Amen. And then he's inside of the church and cause great trouble. So I'm hastened to say to you. A truly born-again believer can never be demon-possessed. You need to know that. Because once you're born again, Christ take up residence in your spirit. But your soul 
need still salvation. What is your soul? It's your emotions threefold. It's your soul, your emotions, your will. You get believers who are stubborn, their will full of rebellion. Do you hear me? And then also in your mind, you get people. uh, These are the three areas of your soul. And it's in those areas that the demons lock themselves in. Three activities of demons or four. Number one is to keep you away from Jesus Christ. If they have failed in keeping you away from Jesus and you get born again, the second purpose of them is to make you ineffective, that you never realized your potential. Do you hear me? Okay. The third function of them is through that kind of believer who's not delivered to cause trouble for the pastor and in the church and among believers. Do you hear me? If you are unsafe, demons will take you to hell even. That is their mission fourfold as I say. And let me say, next point is, demons are persons without bodies. You need to know that. Can I again describe to you why do who, what is what what is the qualities of personality? It means you can speak, you have a mind, you have emotions, you have a will. Demons will tell you, "I won't leave here." Demons will cry or weep or cough or make a noise as they leave people's bodies. Demons will speak. With the other kind of voice. And what I'm teaching you is what I have experienced. And what I'm teaching you, I'll tell you maybe later on now, a little bit of my experience encountering demons in believers. But also through other great men of God. One of my spiritual father, this man, the book here, expelling demons of Derek Prince, a specialist. Somebody that brought and discovered deliverance from out of believers from of demons, and he was ostracized, attacked, and marginalized. And after a few years, the church had to acknowledge this is really a problem in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. And I have seen it in my own, even before I entered the ministry. I was an altar worker, as I told you last week, at, uh, uh, in the drill hall of a mighty Canadian evangelist, interdenominational conference. And as people were standing in front to give their life to the Lord, me and another f- guy who was also an altar worker, he was Nicky, and he was, his name Nicky, and from another church. Amen. He also had an armband as an altar worker. The floor is a wooden floor in the drill hall. He hit the deck of the floor of the drill hall with a bang, with foam coming out. This Nicky, he's saved. Hey, to cut a long story short, they took him to the back there. I ran out after to go and see because I studied this and I want to see what's going to happen. I had to be there and do my duty as an altar walk worker. But there were about five pastors struggling to get this demon out. The demon spoke through this boy. Nicky was safe and he was about in his 20s. 
Nikki, and then the demon said, we are for you. My name is Leo. Then somebody says, Leo means some is maybe hung up on horoscopes. He acknowledged it afterwards. Then his pastor came in, picked him up from the floor and said, Nikki, pull yourself right because the pastor didn't believe he can have a demon or a believer. You know what happened? This Nikki kicked the pastor in his groin, kicked him hard. The pastor was shocked. And the pastor says, no, something is wrong. That evening they could not get the demon out. But after a few weeks, we do, did follow up work and then we met Nikki again and he was delivered. Free from demons. That's just as a case. One of them. That's even before I went to Bible school. I think I was about 25 or, or, or 23 years old that time. Hallelujah. Today I'm 64 and I believe it more than ever. Hallelujah. So demons are persons without body. A believer cannot be demon possessed. When do you know it's the flesh? It's a demon Because Galatians chapter 5 Will tell you the works of the flesh And if it's the works Of the flesh you only need To crucify it You only need to take up your cross And and then the work Of the flesh will pass away But this is when you know It's a demon When you hate what you are doing You wish It can go away From you but There's something driving you. There's something compelling you. You feel trapped and enslaved. You can cry and you can pray. But the problem consists. That is what it means of secret sins. Because demons are attracted by sin. Jesus called demons Can I tell you, in Matthew chapter 12, he says, the name of the devil is called Beelzebub. And look it up and and you will see the name in Lord of the Flies. Jesus calls Satan Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. What does it mean demons are like flies? Let me tell you also before I describe uh, more about that demons are like insects. I showed you the difference between demons and fallen angels. They are not the same. Demons operate, for instance, the first difference, they operate on the earth. Fallen angels operate in the heavenlies. That's one difference. Second difference is demons walk through dry places. Fallen angels fly. They have wings. The fourth difference is fallen angels cover with their influence a wider area, a community, a whole family or a nation or a province. But demons influence only the person and the people around them. So demons are far more smaller in capacity and in power. You need to follow what I'm teaching. It's vital for you to understand because God is raising up a remnant of an army and there are few who qualify to be soldiers. If you are still bound to 
in certain areas of your life, you cannot excel to become a soldier because demons are there to keep you earthbound, to keep you in the flesh, to keep you in this ungodly world, to serve God on a far lower level. Why Jesus brought complete salvation. And that you can enjoy abundant of life. With demons you only have life. But you cannot enjoy abundance of life. John 10 verse 10 Jesus says. I came to bring life. And life in abundance. But he said somebody else also came. The thief came to steal. And to kill. And to destroy. There you have the life giver Jesus. The life taker Satan. He's a thief. He he steals your money. He steals your joy. He steals your health. He steals your potential. Through demons. But the demons is there. To hold us off and down. From the real war. The real war. Where the church need to break through. Is the war in the heavenlies. Is casting down principalities and powers. Wow. Do you see me? And the last difference between demons and fallen angels. Demons crave to live in a body. Whether it's a human body. If they can. They prefer and want to. Because they only can express them. Through a body. They are spirits. Persons without bodies. So they crave to be in a body. If they are driven out. As Jesus drove them out. In Mark chapter 5. Out of the Gadarian man. They, they even requested. Can't we go. Into the pigs. And the Lord permitted them. And you know what the people there didn't want Jesus and they asked him even to leave their territory. You know why he left? Because the Lord can only deliver if you're desperate. If you take this word and you still play hide and seek, the Lord cannot help you. Therefore, the first condition as we were when we end, the first condition for deliverance is humility and honesty. Do you hear me? And as I'm teaching, you will discover if you're truly born again, the Holy Spirit is so faithful, He will pinpoint directly if you have a problem in a certain area. He will bring up even things that you'll for a long time forgot. Don't try and analyze and have introspection. Leave that for the Holy Spirit. After you have asked, Lord, if there's anything evil in me, please deliver me. That is the the Lord's prayer. It ends with, deliver me from evil. Do you hear me? That is one of the prayers you have to pray. Lord, I pray this anytime. Lord, if there's any evil in me, in my emotions, my will, my mind, I want you to deliver me. And Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, when Peter speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and then he ends with the words of Joel where he says, And the Lord will deliver you 
when you call upon his name. He will deliver everyone who calls upon his name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And why do I point out secret sins? Because demons work in darkness. And they hate to be exposed. They will hate this kind of preaching. And people will make fun of it. And even ministers will just brush it aside as nonsense. Because the devil, the spirit of the triple six in the church, don't want this to be exposed. Satan hate exposing. Satan hate men like, even if you feel something against me, anyone who ministers like this, it's because Satan don't like the true ministers of God that switch on the light. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28, please write it down, verse 18. It says, Proverbs 28, verse 13. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. Before I read it further, I need to tell you this. Jesus said, if I by the Spirit of God drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come. Matthew 12. My brothers and sisters, this is the sign that a church is a kingdom church. Because the kingdom is not in words. But in power. Praise God. Amen. There's no kingdom. And the power will be seen. In the overthrowing of Satan. And his works. Do you hear me? Praise God. The kingdom is higher than the gospel of grace. Though they are intertwined. Amen. Are you hearing me? Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom. Will be preached in all the world. To as a witness, and then the end will come. Matthew 24, verse 14. It's a kind of gospel, and as a witness, it means people will see Jesus' works displayed before their eyes. That's the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew, I'm in Matthew 12 now. If I by the Spirit of God cast out demons. Then the kingdom has come. Yeah, you will see two kingdoms. But by driving out demons, you see visibly the class of the kingdoms. Other times you only feel it. But the driving out of demons is the visible observation. Here are two kingdoms fighting against one another. And the Lord shows by the driving out of demons... Satan is a loser. Do you hear me? But in Luke, when he quotes the same chapter of Matthew 12, Jesus don't say by the Spirit of God. He says by the finger of God. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, what does that tell you? It tells you the Holy Spirit is the finger of God. Amen. So therefore, don't you do live in introspection and search. Otherwise you can become more. But it's like somebody that walks with his head. And look inside. You will walk against a pole. Or a, into a car. Or, 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 or a wall. Don't live Christian. The Holy Spirit. Just as I told you last week. 
I was saved for a couple of years. Then we entered this ministry of deliverance. And my two eldest sisters, then the Holy Spirit brought up to OA this picture in their mind. Because I was saved, but I always felt this rejection. And when I become serious with God, I feel this depression, this heaviness. I could not understand it. It was a private, secret war uh, going on with me. When I pray in tongues and I become desperate fasting, I feel, what is this? Then my sisters, through this finger of God, the Holy Spirit reminded them, when our house, when I was young, 12 years old, my parents cleansed the house by bringing here a so-called good man. He made a fire. They put my two sisters outside of the house. But luckily the curtain was a little bit open and they watched what was going on. And the man light a fire and, they, and the man kept me over the fire. That was when the demon of rejection and of heaviness entered me. After that was exposed, confessed as a sin, my parents were already gone to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I was delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. I didn't even know it was a demon. I didn't even know to ask God, what is this? And even over us as a Michael's family, there was a curse. And I, by the spirit of wisdom, asking God, He showed me what is the curse that came from my, my daddy's daddy and though them from law and even from my mommy's side, the Ludovic side. There came other curses. But thank God, through the lighting up of the word and the spirit of God, we are delivered. My brother and sister, if you owe up to what the Spirit is telling you, the buck can stop by you. Otherwise, generational curses will just go on in your life. Praise the Lord. I'm back to demons, Lord of the flies. Because demons are like insects. They are like frogs. You know frogs? They make their sound at night. Non-stop one sound. You know what does that mean? Propaganda. Where the devil even tells you relentlessly, you have this kind of sickness. Can you feel the pain? Where he tells you relentlessly, you're going to die like your daddy died. You won't live long. This kind of sickness is in your family. It's, it's frogs. Then you get spiders. Spiders have a whip. And many times demons have you, have you in a whip. In, they caught you in a trap. Hey, the Bible, I will read now to you. The Bible calls Satan the, the hunter, the trapper of birds. The trapper of your spirit man, which is like a bird. And your soul that's like a bird, he traps you. And he hunts you down. And he keeps you in prison. Wow. And also like flies. Flies are attracted to stingy smells. Dirty smells. Sin gives off an odor. Sin gives off a smell to a spirit like a fly that would have passed your house. But because there's fish and you fry it or there's fish in your house you, or something dirty or something that smell. Then the fly comes in through the window or the door and here's the fly. He would have passed. 
demons are like that. Your secret sins has drawn the attention of a demon. And now you struggle with the secret sin. You hate it. You want to be delivered. But you cannot get free. Tonight you can get free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'll show you some, uh, the Bible says you will tread upon serpents and scorpions. And please write down Luke chapter, chapter 10 verse 19. So that you are not scared and fearful for the devil. Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. You will tread upon serpents and scorpions. And nothing shall injure you. Further on in Luke chapter, chapter 10, the Lord says, He prays God the Father that He has revealed this to babes and sucklings. It's not for the wise. He says, not even the wise of the world. They are blind. And those who are soulless as ministers in the church, they are blind concerning this. This is for the humble. This is real wisdom. Hallelujah. Because before this happening, the Bible says, Luke chapter 10, the disciples came back rejoicing and say, Lord, demons are subject to us in your name. There is power in the name. Hallelujah. Tonight we come with these five weapons of attack. The word of God, which brings light. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And number Three, the name of Jesus. And number four, pray. And number five, proclamation. The word, I like the word proclamation because in it it is claim. I lay claim to my rights in the gospel. And I proclaim that I am delivered now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm reading to you now Proverbs 28 verse 13. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. If you keep your sin secret, you keep your, and tra- the word, the proper uh, translation is not sins, it's transgressions. It means there are certain areas in your life that happened even before you got into salvation that you knew it was wrong. You transgress. If you conceal it, you won't prosper in God. Prosper means to have a smooth journey to your earthly and heavenly destiny. A smooth, Derek Prince, who is a prof, was a professor in Hebrew and Greek, he says the word prosper is very little to do with money. It's to do mainly with your journey in God. It's a smooth Pleasant, who serve God? Smooth, pleasant journey. It's like a new Bentley, a new Jaguar, like a new brand new car that you drive out of the showroom. Hey, the socks, you don't feel the bumps and the the potholes in the road. It's just smooth, pleasant journey to your earthly calling and to your heavenly mission. Hallelujah. But you won't prosper. You'll find Christianity hard and difficult. 
because you conceal, but he who confesses and forsake them will find compassion. You find people, they confess, but they don't forsake. They every time come, same sin, same forgiveness. It's a demon. Because if you persist in something that you know is wrong, not after the first uh, transgression that demons come, it's like you practice this thing. Later on you find out, now you cannot get delivered. Now you cannot get free. I'm quoting to you because of time. I've quoted you Acts chapter 8, true evangelism. I'll show you, that was through Philip in Samaria. Even Simon the sorcerer was moved by the power of God. Can I show you Peter in Acts chapter 5? The Bible says they brought even people on pallets and, and the sick and those who were full of demons so that Peter's shadow can fall upon them. And in Peter's shadow there was enough anointing to set people free and brought healing to them. Philip brought healing and deliverance to Samaria, Acts chapter 8. Peter in Acts chapter 5. The, uh, the, the Lord Jesus, Acts chapter 10, verse 35, beautiful verse, which I cherish and live for. It, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 35, how God anointed, Acts chapter 10, verse 35, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. Peter quote the verse in the house of Cornelius. The first converts out of Gentile uh, paganism and idolatry and demons. How God anointed Jesus. Why does it say of Nazareth? Because the Lord wanted to remind us. Nathaniel said, can any good come from Nazareth? What does it mean? It means if a child of God, it doesn't matter if you're from Blickisdorp or from Menenberg or from Braha or Kensington, Frechtiton or my, like myself from Garden Village. Once you have prayed and seek the face of God and the anointing is upon you, then it's the Holy Spirit and power that you do the works of God. Hallelujah. And you will heal all who were oppressed. That word oppress is an area in your life where Satan had control. Who were oppressed by the devil. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's ministry in Mark chapter, chapter 1. He starts with his ministry. And the Bible says he saw a man with an unclean spirit in the synagogue. That man must have visited the the synagogue, like many church people, often coming to church. But Jesus drove out this unclean spirit. But before he drove it out, the spirit spoke. And the spirit says, I know you, Jesus. We, are, I, we have nothing in common with one another. The demon acknowledges what the disciples after two or so many years discovered who Jesus was. The demon knew immediately. He says, we know you are the Holy One of God, the Son of God. Did you come to torment us before our time? 
and Jesus drove the demon out. The man fell in convulsion, but the demon came out. Even when he came from the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew chapter 17, he met a, a, a boy who were full with a spirit, an epileptic um, spirit, a moon struck, the Bible says, and his father brought him to the nine disciples at the bottom of the mountain. They could not drive him out. Jesus were very disappointed in them. And then Jesus, so the father said, the spirit throw this ball boy in the water and in the fire and want to kill him. Wow, do you hear me? Man, Satan want to kill your potential. And this boy was like somebody and took in drugs. But Jesus delivered him and set him free. And there are higher forms of demons that needs fasting and prayer. Because he said, Jesus said, this comes out through fast and prayer. Can I tell you something? In my experience, before I go to Paul, and then I'm going to give you some, some ways how a curse come, and then I'll try and conclude and lead you again into deliverance. Hallelujah. Many, uh, some years ago, me and my wife, we were moving in this the ministry, and in Grabo, we drove out many, many demons in a meeting there. Many demons. When we came over Salori's Pass, the devil says, uh, he want, he's going to kill us tonight. He was upset. Even after that, when we came into our room, me and my wife, we were just here by my parents staying in one room. The room was pitch dark. Fear. And my wife saw a vision how, how animals with blood coming from their teeth. And the devil says he's upset with us and he wants to kill us. And I felt the evil in the room. But we were praying in tongues and making declarations about our victory in Christ Jesus. Then the, the dog room lightened up with the aura and a presence. And then my wife saw Jesus in a white coat standing with his hands outstretched over us. And telling us he's protecting us. We are saved. Hallelujah. That's just a little part of our experience. But let me tell you when we were at that meeting. I had a dream a day before the meeting in Grabo. I saw a whirlwind in the dream. And how something just broke as the whirlwind went away. At the end of that meeting of deliverance. Where people were delivered from suicide demons. Where people were delivered from rejection, inferiority, demons of depression, demons of lust, demons of sickness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, believers, hallelujah. And there was a believer, she's married to one of the brothers and in our church who was, the husband is a policeman. Amen. And you know what happened? The dream came to fulfillment. The dream I had the previous night. After the meeting was closed, my other friend was ministering and going to pray for this, this woman of this policeman. I stood with my back towards them because I felt something evil attacking me after the meeting. And I was standing with one foot on, on a chair and I was interceding, praying and praying and wonder what is this. As I felt release and I turned around and my friend would just finish praying for the sister. She twirled 
like a whirlwind and fell to the floor that the five, six rows of chairs were upside down as a demon came out of her. And we didn't know it was a spirit of a medium that was, that was in her for, for a long time. But she got delivered through the dream, the intercession, and my friend praying for her. Hallelujah. How many of the people are in the church like that? Let me show you. That was Philip, Jesus, Peter, Paul. The Bible says Acts chapter 13. And Paul and, si and Barnabas moved. There was a, 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 a sorcerer with the name of Bar Jesus Ilamas. And he was trying to keep the, 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 the governor away because the governor wanted to hear Paul and them speaking. And Paul spoke out over him a judgment of God and says, you son of the devil, full of all deceit, always twisting and crook, making crooked the straight ways of God. And the men were blind. Acts chapter 16 Paul were on their way, him and Silas, to the prayer meeting with Lydia who got saved and the slave girl with the spirit of a python. That's the Greek word, a python, spirit of divination. A python is a snake curling himself around you and squeezing and choking out your breath from you. Do you hear me? That was a spirit of religion that's many times in the church that can prophesy accurately. But it's coming from the source of Satan. Because you need to know, the Bible says, Yannis and Yambres could do for two, three times the same miracles that Moses did. So the devil can copy what the Holy Spirit does in the church. Do you hear me? But Paul turned around and in the name of Jesus drive out the spirit and it left this girl. Acts chapter 19, please go read it. The Bible says from the body of Paul they carried handkerchiefs and they carried aprons because the anointing is transferable and whenever that clots were put on the bodies of people then demons came out of them and people were healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah and the Bible says extraordinary miracles you get ordinary miracles and you get extraordinary miracles and then others tried to imitate Paul but the demon said Jesus we know and Paul we recognize but who are you? A kingdom church is recognized not only in heaven, but in the kingdom of darkness. And then the Bible goes further, Acts chapter 19. Very important for you to get deliverance. It says, those many who believed kept coming and confessing their sins, disclosing their practices. And even burn out the books, the, the objects that they were involved in the work. Of, they were believers. And the Bible said they got deliverance. And then this phenomenal verse is there. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily 
and prevailing. The word so tells you there are blockages in believers' life. That though how many sermons, how many conferences, how many places and special events you have been. But the word of the Lord is stuck and it cannot grow because of these blockages. I'm going now to tell you how curses and how demons enter. Please write this down. Which I pointed out last week. Give me 15 more minutes. Hallelujah. This is very serious. Let me tell you. Deliverance is for the desperate. It's not for those who make fun. And who are not serious. Because the devil don't like this. Precious powerful words. And this kind of ministry. Do you hear me? Amen. I give you seven ways how curses come. Deuteronomy 18. Through idolatry. Number two, through witchcraft. Number three, through divination. Number four, through sorcery. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm teaching to you? Number five, through false Christianity or religion. Because First Timothy chapter 4 verse 2 will tell you doctrines of demons. You may be in a church where they are a religion. Or certain practices, even certain places of churches have a certain stronghold over them. Doctrines of demons. I've driven out demons uh, and there are many wonderful believers in Seventh-day Adventists too. But I drove out a demon and the demon said he's a Seventh-day Adventist. Can you believe it? Other demon tell me straight in the face, I am a new apostolic. Some other demon told me some other time, I am a Muslim. Do you hear me? Amen. I need to rush. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Number six, demons, curses comes in the line of families. With a family that's accident prone, poverty stricken, a family that marriages break up. A family that have a certain kind of sickness in their blood. That dies of heart attacks and stuff like that. Just unhappiness and strife in the family that comes through the bloodline. Do you hear me? Do you hear the word of the Lord this evening? Hallelujah. And now I want to describe to you how demons enter, not only, that's curses with demons. Yes, mainly also demons, but also it can be curses. Number one, emotional demons. Do you want to know some of them? Depression. People with unforgiveness. People with rebellion, emotional demons. People that hate. People enslaved in fear. People with uncontrollable anger. People with self-pity. Pity party. Inferiority. Those are just a few of emotional demons. People who have ulcers. Certain kind of physical, emotional sicknesses. Do you hear me? And then there's mental demons. Forgetfulness. Especially when it comes to the Bible. Amen. Thoughts that's out of control. Demons, I speak of mental demons. Amen. Images in the mind. Wrong pictures. A blank mind. A passive mind. A problem with a compromise. The third category, demons in speech. Abuse of language. Gossip. 
Hey, do you hear me? Uncontrollable speaking. People that speak non-stop. Or people that can hardly speak. Too quiet for comfort. People with foul language and swearing. Number four, this area, sexual area. If you were molested when we were young as a child or homosexuality, although we know God loves all who are in that area, God can deliver you. Demons of lust, demons of fornication, demons that comes through the media, and then fifthly addictions. I'm getting now seven more minutes. Addictions of gambling. Drugs. I tell you, with all kinds of drug addiction comes demons. People cannot get delivered from smoking, nicotine, or wine, alcohol. Do you hear me? People with soul ties. My God, the last two areas physical demons, skin problems, bone problems, blood sicknesses, chronic sicknesses. My God. And lastly, Demons that comes through the wrong company you keep. Association or places that you went to. Wrong friends. They can transfer their spirits and evil into your life. Let us speak and how to get delivered. And I want you to trust God tonight. That you can deliver it from sickness and diseases. Number one. The Lord can only deliver you if you have honesty. Amen. If you have honesty, you must acknowledge, I have a demonic problem. Number two, you must have humility. Praise God, the humble receive grace, but the proud God resists. Number three, you need to confess the sin you were involved. Open it up and disclose it. Call a spade a spade. And fourthly, reject your sin. Turn away from it. Say, I will never go back to it again in the power of the name of Jesus. Fifthly, forgive all people. Because forgiveness brings that God cannot forgive you. Unforgiveness. The Lord will set you free. Hallelujah. And number six, remove all obstacles or ornaments that's connected with the devil in your life. Burn certain things out in the name of the Lord Jesus. I tell you, I've experienced how people want to, uh, uh, at the time of, of deliverance, want to swallow a ring or don't want some ornament from their leg or their arm being removed. And the devil were connected with that. My God, lastly, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. My brother and sister, we go in now for five minutes of ministering to you. Please take this time serious. Even after this, I have oftentimes two days that you say, Lord, I want to be delivered from all evil. I want to be free. Even your local church, pray, God, deliver our church from all evil. In the name of Jesus. Remember Second Corinthians chapter 2. The Bible says, don't let Satan take advantage of you. 
through your ignorance of his schemes. Powerful. Second Corinthians chapter 2, I think is verse 11. Satan take, hey, you, you, you won't like somebody to take advantage of you. Satan take advantage of churches and believers and ministers because of ignorance. It comes now to me. Some of you need to repent of pride. Do you hear me? A spirit of pride. Others of you need to deliverance from lust. The demonic sexual lust. Others as the spirit speak to me now. You've got headaches. Once in a while and sometimes it's like migraines. The Lord wants to set you free now. In our church God healed people two or three already from cancer. The devil is attacking you, your body and tell you you have cancer. There's somebody here this evening with the spirit of death. The Lord wants to deliver you from the spirit of death. The fear that you're going to die early. Somebody has a spirit that's a fear for darkness and for heights. The Lord wants to set you free now in the name of Jesus. There are many of you you need deliverance from your former religion or church of doctrines of demons. The Lord wants to set you free now. Can we flow in the name of the Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. Pray this prayer after me in Jesus' name. And please mention the sin that you need, we were involved in. Mention it by name and say, Lord, forgive me. And then say, Lord, heal me. From whatever sickness you have. You might have a mental problem. There's somebody with a mental problem. You every time forget important things. You understand? And you cannot remember scripture sometimes. The Lord wants to set you free. Somebody have been by a Sangoma or fortune teller. Or even in a horoscope. The Lord wants to deliver you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, the anointing is here. The presence is here. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke and set the captive free. That anointing that was on Jesus Christ is on us here right now and with this word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, take the word serious. We don't want any one of you, your pastor, I don't want any one of you that have hassles and problems. Make double sure you are free, especially in the area that something is compulsive. It de demons defile you. Uh, 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 therefore, they are called unclean spirits. Even you can be anointed as a minister and even have an anointing with in music with a fly. Where do I get it? Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. This is the word of knowledge speaking through me. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10 speaks of when, the oint when there's a fly, a dead fly in the ointment of the perfumer. It caused the ointment to stink. It means he's a believer who have the Holy Spirit. But there's an unclean spirit. Also in his soul. My God. The Lord is setting you free. 
tonight. Hallelujah. Psalm 19, before I pray, it says, Lord, deliver me from secret sins and I will be free from great transgressions. Hallelujah. The Lord will set you free now. Be desperate. Be serious. Be committed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I open up my heart, my spirit, and my soul. I confess my sins before you. I want to be delivered from all demons and from all evil spirits now. In the name of Jesus, mention your problem. Open up your secret sin. Open up the curse in your family. In your family. In your family. In your life. The Bible says he who does the Lord of God would deceive. There's a curse upon him. Even if you have done God's work with the wrong attitude. Wrong motive. You bring a curse. That's Jeremiah 48. Zechariah chapter 5. If you are a thief. And you swear falsely in the name of the Lord. The Bible says the curse rests in your house. Zechariah chapter 5. Come now. Say Lord Jesus wash me in your precious blood. Please forgive me from my sin. I call upon your name Jesus. To deliver me from all curses. And from all demons now. Thank you for setting me free. Say this with me in the name of Jesus. All your demons and Satan. I command you to leave my body and my soul. In Jesus name right now. In Jesus name right now. I'm going to pray now. Please listen to me. If you feel nauseous. You want to vomit. You want to cough. You want to shout. Let it come out. In the name of Jesus, whether it screams, whether it cries, it might go out softly without any noise. But the spirit is a breath. Therefore, you exhale it, you expel it in the name of Jesus. If you feel something in your stomach, just exhale it in Jesus' name. I'm praying now. Father, as a servant of the living God. Confirm your word in the name of Jesus in the lives in everyone who is desperate for deliverance, for healing, for the breaking of curses. And now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the name that is above every other name. And in this name, demons tremble and move and go. In this name, the name of Jesus, the name of the Lord Jesus. With the blood of Jesus, I drive out every demon. I command you to go. I command you to go. I command you now in the name of Jesus to live the life of God's children in Jesus' name. Now, Heavenly Father, I break every curse in the blood and family line of your people in the name of Jesus Thank you for breaking the chains. I hear the chains falling. I hear the prison doors open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the fire of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus. Say thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for setting me free. Now ask this from God. Lord fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord I want the Holy Spirit. Lord fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord send the Holy Spirit. Send the fire of God. I thank you Lord Jesus. I'm protected under the blood of Jesus. I have nothing to fear. Because I am victorious. I am triumphant. In the name of Jesus. I overcome the enemy. Through the blood of the Lamb. The word of my testimony. And my commitment to Jesus Christ. Thank you Heavenly Father. Receive the blessing of the Lord. The God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob. He bless you. The Lord protects you. The Holy Spirit goes with this word and set many free who I will even tune in later on podcasts through this. And listen and watching later on Facebook. The Lord anoints you. The presence of God accompany you. The Lord visit you with dreams and visions. The Lord heals you. The Lord break the power of barrenness and miscarriages and all kinds of sickness. The Lord bless you with long life. The Lord cause you to fulfill the number of your days. You are blessed. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ bless you. If God is for you, who can be against you? In Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Please be tuning next week as I teach you in this war. How to develop your spirit man and enter into aggressive warfare to the glory of God. We love you all, friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, body of Christ and all friends and colleagues. Please, if you are not born again after this, pray and call on Jesus and ask him to become your Lord and your Savior. He'll do so immediately. God bless you. Please keep on praying for me, my wife and our family and the ministry and support us. God bless you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. At my worst, you found me. At my worst, you died. At my worst, you love me And at my worst, you try To tell me that the best thing I could do Would be to give my life to you At my worst, you love You know